2: Hey guys, welcome to Reality Bites, a podcast about sex, love, relationships, and dating in the digital age. I'm one of your hosts, Courtney Kosak.
0: And I'm your other host, Steve Hernandez, pulling up here at the appropriate time. Uh, Courtney always gives us an hour. She wants us to get here an hour early, which I think Shut is the dramatic. Fuck up. But uh, I always get here a half hour early, which I do think it's good to get here early just so we can like vibe each other out and get in the groove. And we
2: today we're recording the intro early. So. Yes.
0: So now it gives me a, a reason to do that. But I don't like to get, I'll get talked out. I'm very, I very much guarded. I
2: just ask you to be here an hour early so you'll be here a half hour early.
0: It's work, it is completely work. <laughs> And I do believe in that too, because some of my other podcast people get there right on time. I hate that. Sometimes the guests beat them. I that hate happens. that. Yeah, it's like, dude, that's not cool. But it's good to be here. How was your week?
2: Um, my I'm feeling crazy. Like, Uh-oh. I,
0: <laughs> <laughs> are we talking like extra Cider ranch crazy? I mean,
2: I'm mo- no moving crazy. Uh, yeah, I just feel brain dead. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the where. All I can think about are the most boring things about like where um, something could be placed like a hook so that I will feel (laughs) the most relaxed in my everyday life. But it's very stressful, like putting everything in their place.
0: Absolutely. I I mean, I don't suffer from this because that's not me, but Julie is doing it. So we'll take a certain portion of the house because she's moving in. You know, we spent a day in my closet. I have a big walk-in closet that I had to throw away everything uh-huh. and then move half of my things out. But she's in the kitchen now, like laying, <laughs> like fridge. Do you know there's like fridge mats you can yes. put down that are designs and stuff? You know, she's just making everything beautiful. So she has put hooks. Like my broom, we have a Swiffer, a Swiffer and a hook are in a broom. And we just always throw them in the corner, but she has put hooks on the side of the fridge. Yes, put, that's that's <laughs> the shit I'm talking about. But it
2: makes your life better, doesn't it? Of course,
0: it? it's beautiful, it's wonderful. And I I do wonder, you know, I'm always uh, I always cook. That's something I do, and I shop, and I'm very responsible for what we. I love what, that. What Wade cooks
2: for us too. Yeah,
0: I mean, because I'm just trying to do my part, and uh-huh. I, I'm pretty good about emotional labor too. But this stuff, I wonder, like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Where I didn't think, I didn't know these hooks. I just don't think like that. So I don't know if, if, I know it's not a, a woman thing. Uh, I, it
2: might be more gender. It might be a, there might be a little gender
0: You better watch difference that. You there. know who our audience is. You can't say that.
2: <laughs> I'm just, I'm hey, willing to bet. if non-binary.
0: I'm so sorry. You know, I don't know what the fuck no, my listen, partner has done. No, listen,
2: it's a spectrum. Yes. and And some of us are crazy about hooks. I'm sure
0: it, young Sheldon would have a hook thing going <laughs> yes, on, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so exactly what you're talking about, I absolutely know. We're kind of in the thick of it, too. But are there any benefits to moving? I mean, you've hinted at a benefit to me.
2: Steve, (laughs) uh, we have been fucking like the beginning of our relationship.
0: Yeah, that's great, right? Like
2: where you're just kind of always getting it in. Today, somebody came for pest control in another... I manage the building that we live in. um, And he came for pest control to service another unit. It was kind of a... It was kind of a but big job. But your unit was getting
0: serviced, right? Yes,
2: in between. <laughs> Wade was like, come on, though. No. But right now? And I was like, sure. So while the guy was doing pest control, I was also getting serviced. Yeah. But I love it. I think uh, we were living in East Hollywood. Um, he was just basically living with me. Um, but it was my place that I had lived there before. And it's just like not... It's a neighborhood that's like being gentrified a little bit, but it's like not, there's still like so many homeless people. It's just a bad vibe. Basically, there's shit but on the side of the sidewalk all the time. It's just like makes you a little bit depressed. And then in our new neighborhood, it's like light and airy and clean and, you know, nobody's talking crazy on the sidewalk and you just feel better about your life.
0: It's good to be white. You know? It's no, no. That's terrible. It's just
2: that's a benefit of a nicer neighborhood.
0: Absolutely. And you and guys so feel, like you're, you feel like you're us, winning. You know, in it's this making world. us hornier. I yeah. think. So I don't know. I don't know how Wade does it. I, you know, I actually you guys have been together for a shorter amount of time, but I'm almost forty now, and I just, I mean, I fuck, I like just do it like I go to work. Yeah. Like no, it's nothing so does that he. I. Yeah, but it's, I don't get any pleasure until I actually slide into her. That's like when I think, but I know in my head I have to do this. And my girl, you guys are you and Julie's almost thirty, so she's gonna hit her sexual peak. So for the rest of my life now. I've got to just fucking throw down. When I, when I sense that she wants it, I have to just throw Oh, yeah.
2: Down. I'm like in, I'm in my Yeah. peak, I think.
0: So me and Wade, the old guys, we just have to like, to me, it's like, this is my job.
2: He makes a comment about it. Sometimes. He'll be like, I'm pretty good for 40. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's great, but it's just so funny that he thinks of it like that.
0: You have to. I looked at her, we got home from something the other night at like one and we were both looking at our phones in bed and I was like, you want to get fucked, right? And she's like, Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, let's do it. Let's go to work. And like I said, it's just like, it's 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 great. Once, as soon as I slide in, I'm like, this is the most amazing thing. But right. I don't know if I've talked about this. I kind of say a bit on, on stage about it. But it really is like going to the gym where, right, what once, once I'm in the treadmill for 10 minutes, I'm like, totally. this is great. Yeah. I'm so glad.
2: Why don't I do this all the time?
0: Yeah. But we do do it a lot. So, so do we. Yeah. It's fine. I do think there's something... Um, which, you know, we didn't talk about this on the Virgin episode. Uh, I meant to, but I think there's something very powerful and something very, I think sex for me, at least, I know for some people they can just fuck, but for me, it means something. Mm -hmm. And for me, I think in terms of being in a relationship that there's some kind of seal and some kind of healthy thing. It's glue.
2: It's fucking glue. It's, it's like semen glue for your relationship.
0: (laughs) Or just semen. It's pretty sticky, (laughs) you know, in, in and of itself. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no, absolutely. So I, so when I, I have a choice, and that's why when I had an open marriage and stuff, um, I think it kind of, that's one reason why I'm very afraid to do something like that again, and I may not, is because it fucked our sex life up. Yeah. With my wife. Because I was with my wife for many, many years, and then if you get a girlfriend or someone where the sex is bonkers because you're just fucking them for the first time, then it just destroys that other yeah,
2: thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: So if I, go I
2: got to be thinking about it about that a lot over the last like day or two because I knew we were going to interview Andy Haynes, yeah. our guest today, and that kind of destroyed his marriage too, well, right? Don't
0: tell me I don't. Want, I mean, we're going to talk to him but about we're
2: gonna, it. I'm just giving you guys a little taste of what is to come. This is related.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. we'll we'll find out. I imagine because you. Here's the thing, and I never like to do this, but you like to do this. You have prep a lot for our guests. And I know Andy because he's an amazing stand-up comic, and I've seen him around. I've known him for years uh-huh. and everything like that. And the only thing I know about his relationships are from his jokes, which are funny and insightful. And I can't wait to talk to him about him. But uh, I don't like to prepare like you like to prepare. I
2: it's, I it's just okay. like to know. Yeah, I like because I will hear something, not like psycho, but I like to listen to at least a couple episodes that they've been on, or like familiarize myself with, like if they've written a book or whatever. Because I will inevitably listen or read or whatever and get little nuggets of like, oh fuck, I would love to know more about this little thing.
0: Yeah, and I like to just be in the thick of it. I like to have an organic conversation. But that's good that you do that because we can't both be lost. But it's I like, like to just- a
2: beautiful relationship. We each bring our strengths.
0: Just a beautiful, all four of us are fucking all the time but not each other. Beautiful relationship. It's like se- Wade's separate. Wade's not here. here but There's they're all trust, here in the room with freedom. us. freedom. Yeah. <laughs> we got to go on a double date. T- Actually, I want to get drunk with you guys. That's yes, what I am saying. Yes. I would love to. So, so I'm, di- yeah, I'm dieting for a TV thing uh, for another week and a half or something. And then, I-, I don't know though, man. It feels good to not drink.
2: I'm sure. But when you get back on the saddle. Well, I don't
0: <laughs> want to. That's what I'm saying though. My life to change. My life i don't want to talk about this anymore i've talked about it my whole life
2: no 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 it's it's yeah because i should
0: quit drinking and i would lose 50 pounds and probably be do you think so oh yeah because i know how i am yeah
2: what do you like eat when you drink a lot yeah or it's like alcohol calories It's,
0: it's all of it i mean i'm too old now to like to act like an extra thousand calories a night yeah. Four times a week isn't no, going to do anything. No, it goes anything. somewhere. If not, if it's not more. And that's like if I don't eat too. But I'm telling you, my girl is a good time girl. This girl <laughs> likes to drink and this girl likes to slam some pizza afterwards too. We go to Jay's Bar a lot over there off of Sunset. And what's it called? Garage Pizza is uh-huh. there open till three in the morning. If you think we're not slamming a couple of sle- cheese slices afterwards. <laughs> and my girl's young, so she's beautiful still. And she's always just down to slam food. She's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's wonderful. But... Yeah, I'm getting to the point where if what I want out of my career will be more accessible, I'm great looking right now, but I I feel like the Latino people need a sex symbol, and they I feel really like I'm do. that guy. <laughs> they really <laughs> do. But I gotta lose 50 pounds, and I don't, I like the way I look, I'm fine, but losing 50 pounds for me could only be a good thing. Really? Yeah. I weigh 268 right now. So for me to be 210,
2: I don't think it's like looking, I mean, looking at you as, as your admiring friend. Yeah. I think like you look great right now. It's yeah. just like a health thing, right? Of course, it's but just also like, for TV. Oh yeah.
0: So that's all I'm talking about. Yeah, for TV and movies if I wanna do that. And I do wanna do all that stuff. Yeah, this is all, I'm, I'm not worried about, I'm, you know I, know, I know I'm an attractive person. Just don't I like know.
2: Jonah Hill it all the time where I get worried about him.
0: You get worried about Jonah Hill?
2: He gets too skinny. He
0: looks great right now, I bet you he's super happy too. So whatever, these are food issues. You know what I mean? So for me, it's drinking and all that stuff. I've done it. I know where it ends. You know, there's the choice between either I could become this new, different person and I don't, I'm happy now too. Or I could just keep kind of waffling like I'm doing. And maybe that's a version too. If I felt that, if if I knew the right answer, the right thing to do, I would just choose that thing maybe. But I just
2: think uh, if life is like this weird balancing act and maybe it's just like, more of the not drinking healthy time with a little celebratory drinking stints.
0: And I would love that. And maybe, you know, I obviously it's, I would love to say one weekend a month. That's when we kind of go crazy. But we'll see. I don't know how disciplined I am.
2: TBD, guys. Yeah, we'll see. Let's check in with Andy. Hey, guys. We are here with stand-up comedian... Actor, writer, mm-hmm. Andy Haynes. Yeah. All those things are Activist. true. Activist.
0: I'm sure you saw I'm sure you saw his 30 minute comedy Father. central half hour special. Four they, years they ago. They play it year round. They play it, you know, <laughs> round they they the clock. Play it annually. <laughs> yeah. Just always look at that. When I first you know, when you first met Andy, Andy's a great stand up and you know, he's a real stand up. He goes he was always working on jokes and stuff. I was like, man, that's the goal. Just a comedy central half hour. And then, you see, you, Andy, then you, you see Andy, then you see Andy's life, the you know. Half hour. <laughs> <laughs> then it's do line, it's like, you see Andy's live You yeah. gotta get
1: TV shows and respect. Uh, what do you do? What do you mean?
2: What's the next st- step? Where do you go from that?
1: <clears throat> well, I parlayed a half hour into a writing job on a sitcom. That's good. But I was not good at my job and not in the sense like I was really good at writing jokes for a sitcom, but I was not good at like being an employee because I thought like it was like a bad job. Like it was just a show that nobody cared about. So I was like. I'll, you know, like, I'll try hard when I'm on Modern Family. (laughs) And then um, my life from, my life has never been, like, super regular or anything. But, like, from there, it got really, like, over the next two years, I got a divorce and I got sober. And it kind of, like, highlighted a lot of, like, you know, adulting that needed to happen. Uh uh So I'm kind of back in it. But um, it's hard because with stand-up, like, You can be really good at stand-up, but you can be broke as fuck. Like, you can be great at stand-up, but if it's not for the, like, masses, Mm -hmm. then it's like, it's not... There's no monetary value to it. And also, like, you can be a great stand-up and you aren't necessarily a good sitcom writer, or you can be a great stand-up and you aren't necessarily a good actor.
2: I I heard you say something on another podcast that was really interesting because it was directly related to my personal experience, which is like you couldn't really handle the or weren't ready for the hierarchy of TV writing.
1: No, I wasn't. I, I had no humility. And I like I mean, my old boss was a dickhead like but you you have to like know your role. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he like he got to be the dickhead because he was a really good TV writer and good showrunner and really funny guy. And I just didn't know what I was doing. I am, I am like, one of those people that only learns, like, how to, like, fix something in my house after I burn the entire house down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, handles. <laughs> you know? Like, looking at a pile of ash. Um, but, yeah, it was... I, I, I wasn't ready for... I also wasn't ready, like, in the sense, like, I just didn't know what I wanted and shit like that. Like, you know, like, I just didn't know.
2: Personally or professionally or...
1: Both. And so, like... I think really the main thing that you have to do in show business, for for me at least, is I have to be intentional. So I have to be like, oh, I want to write TV and I want to act in some kind of limited capacity and I really want to do stand-up. So what are the things that I'm doing towards working towards that goal? And a lot of us just come out here and we're just like, I love doing stand-up and anything that comes my way, I'll do it. But it's like, it doesn't always like, it's a whole different skill set, Yeah, know? Like, yeah. I never was like a good... I'm better at writing TV scripts, but the people that are the best TV writing people aren't necessarily good stand-ups, you know? And, yeah, it's like you're climbing separate and, ladders. Yeah.
2: Um, so you're currently single? Is that mm-hmm. and what's what's going you're a serial monogamist? I am. So are are those things clashing into each other?
1: I just have a hard time. Like if I date somebody and I like them, I just like I don't – I've never, ever successfully, like, dated somebody, mm-hmm. slept with them, been like, hey, I'll see you soonish or whatever, <laughs> and then, like, seen somebody else, and you know what I mean? Like, how yeah. some people can be like, I'm dating a few people, or, like, we went on a date, it was cool. Like, my whole thing is, like, oh, you like me enough to, like, have sex with me and we have fun? All right, cool, we're together. <laughs> and then I, I just – and I don't want to do it, because I always want to, like – I always find myself in these positions where I'm like, oh, I want to like really focus on my work and like, Uh it's nice to have this thing over here, but I just, I always, I always move. Do you, have you ever,
0: uh, have you taken off? Have you intentionally taken off time yet?
1: From dating? Yeah. 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 For sure. What's the longest you've gone? Um, well, are we saying celibacy or dating? Dating. Five, six months. Okay, that's not bad. celibacy. Celibacy? Ooh. <laughs> a month, I guess.
0: Yeah. A month, maybe. A month's a
2: long oh, time wow. to not
1: have sex. Yeah, I
2: know, but that's not like exactly a streak.
1: I don't know. A month's a long time. I mean, oh, back in the day, shit, a year, like back. Yeah, when yeah, I, yeah. Okay. Like I, I had this girlfriend my senior year of college, right when I got into stand up, and um, like I had. Taken her virginity, uh-huh. and it had been very like traumatic for her. Like it was like weird. It was like the first time we had sex, she like and cried. By the way, she cried, but she also like cried a lot. Like, <laughs> like, oh my God. and it wasn't yes. like a it hurt thing. It was like I think it was like a like my innocence is gone type of thing, and oh. just like. And by the way, it was like... Consensual. Every, it was consensual. Everything was on the up and up. We're still friends. Uh, I know where everybody's head's going. Like, she cried all night. Huh, lady? okay Okay. Um, everybody was sober. Um, but like we had a very... Uh, this is also like a, a pattern of mine is to date somebody who's like a train wreck. Like, sure. Who's like, I cry when I have sex. And then I'm like, oh, I'll save you. Uh, yeah. You know? I get and, that. Um, so we dated for like a year and when we broke up, it was like crazy. It was like how, the only way I could figure out how to break up with her was I moved to Washington, D.C. Like I lived in Seattle <laughs> and I was visiting my dad and I was like, if I stay here,
2: <laughs> oh my god, I can
1: break up with her. And so I did that. And it was so traumatic. I couldn't um, date anybody else. Like I dated other people, but like we'd go to have sex and I'd be like, if I have sex with you, you're going to lose your mind and it's going to be crazy. And you Even know, though
2: you were over her? You were still, like...
1: Yeah, I was always over her. It, I, I knew I was, I was over her in the sense that, like, I didn't want to do that anymore. Uh-huh. But I also felt a lot of guilt around it because, like, I cared about her. And I don't know. There's, like, also, like... There's, like, kind of schools of thought, I feel like, that are different where it's, like... Some people are, like... You know, like, people need to get their shit together. And, like, you know, like, they'll, they'll learn from you. Just, like, you know, cut the cord, right? And sure. just, like, let somebody... But for me, a lot of times, like I see pain and I'm like, well, that's like, I understand that, you know, like I know why you're fucked up. So, like, I'm not gonna judge you for having this fucked up quality. Like, I'm gonna hopefully, like in
2: the relationship or after? Both. Or both?
1: You know, like just in the relationship, mainly though. Like, if somebody's like kind of a head case, I'll be like, I'm a fucking head case. Like I know what totally. it's like. Totally headcase.
2: Especially in my 20s, I had that problem of being like, yeah, that's it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a disqualifier. <laughs> and now
1: I see certain things where I'm like, it's a lot different, you know? Like <laughs> you know, like, oh, a pile of bills, we're not <laughs> this isn't gonna work. Like I needed an adult, you know, things like that. Totally. Like, I I I've definitely like changed a lot of that. But it wasn't, I feel like um, me and my sister. We didn't really have like parenting, you know. Like we had, we had like a very like kind of idyllic '80s childhood. Mm-hmm. Parents got divorced, but we were still like well off. How we're old al- were
2: you when your parents got divorced? Five. Five. Okay.
1: But like, parents were amicable. They were both there. Dad had to move to the East Coast, but like was still like always like, uh-huh. phone call away and lots of vacations and, you know, like never wanted for anything. But no skills, like no skills whatsoever.
2: Like in terms of like negotiating with your partner and stuff like that? Negotiating
1: with your partner, dealing with money, dealing with failure, dealing with Mm -hmm. uh, substance abuse. How does
0: that happen?
1: Because you had good parents, right? They just weren't there. They worked all the time. And like all punishment was kind of delved out into these like weird, there wasn't really discipline. I mean, like when I was 12 years old, I went to my mom and I was like, hey, I'm going to go to the Grateful Dead concert and I'm going to smoke weed. And she was like, you can go to the Grateful Dead concert, and I'd rather you didn't smoke weed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I was 12. I was a 12-year-old. I was a baby. And that was it, you know? And she was, my mom was totally, like, um, she basically had a nervous breakdown after my parents' divorce. But she never dealt with it in, like, a I need to, like let the kids go stay with somebody for Uh six months and like get my shit together. She just kind of like worked and never toughed it out, but like not well. She never dated again.
2: (gasps) I hate when I see that happen. She just
1: like, it was just, I think she had a very fifties mentality about being a mom and a wife. And she was like, that was my guy. And I mean, she tried to date, but she gained weight and she kind of like, she just kinda like self cannibalized. And that also fucked me and my sister up a lot too. Because like You're you like, know,
2: these are the consequences if it goes wrong.
1: That's part of it. But also like Yeah, the guilt. Just it was like a, it was a fucking emotional minefield. But me and my sister say we were raised by wolves in the sense that like every single skill we've learned as adults has been like well, Trial and error. Trial and error. Like yeah. it's like just being out in the wilderness.
0: So that's that's probably where you got this tendency to rescue then, right? With, yeah. By looking at your mom then, right? Yeah, because my mom
1: was a rescuer too. Like our house was like a flop house for like uh, queer kids and shit. Like if, if a kid, um, if any of our friends needed a place to stay, they were welcome to like move in. You because know? your sister's gay, right? Yeah. And my sister was like, is, is gay and was like a queer youth activist. So there was like a lot of kids who were like, I told my parents I was gay and they told me to never come back. Uh-huh. And so they could come and live with us. And so there was like, and then my uncle's like ex lover lived with us. Like, my uncle's gay too, and he had this old French man that he used to fuck. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. And he was like a Ambique, total yeah, Jerome. And Jerome, <laughs> was Jerome. His name was Jerome, and he fuck. just was like just drank like a glass of red wine and ate dark chocolate for like <laughs> that was like all his sustenance. <laughs> and he told us every day that he'd like go and work, you know, like because he was a painter. Like, and he told it, and he would just take the bus to city parks to have anonymous sex. (laughs)
0: Well, that just worked for some. Yeah. I mean,
1: I don't know if he was cashing a check. uh, But yeah, so he was around, you know, just getting older. And yeah. So there was a lot lot of, and we also had foster kids.
2: Did your dad remarry?
1: (laughs) Yeah, my dad is, like, the most boring dude in the world. He just, like, remarried, like, a woman. He was already seeing a woman. Like, he was kind of having, like, an emotional affair with a woman Mm. in his office. My dad's, like, an insurance executive. Mm -hmm. And um, so it was just, like, they lived in, like, he moved from our house, which was, like, in the middle of, like, yuppie Seattle. And after that, it was all suburbs, prefab home, kind of, like, cul-de-sacs. Um, with
2: that same woman he was having an emotional affair with
1: yeah they got married and like you know like they have like thomas kincaid paintings and they go to kenny g concerts and they like you know like their favorite thing is like happy hour in symphondale you know like it's just they're still are together? they happy though yeah yeah they're so happy they're so okay, happy then
2: no shade whatever works no shade
1: and that's the thing it's like like i've always had this beef with my dad where it's like why didn't you like you know, like, why didn't we get down to like brass tacks? And like, why don't I know who your favorite author is and shit like that? And it's like, cause it's like Tom Clancy and my dad doesn't give a shit. Like, it's just a happy fucking idiot, you know?
0: Well, my, you know, just like, you know, my dad too. Um, you get to the point, I, I remember there's a point where you, you push your parents to grow as people, but then there comes a point where you're like, oh, they're just old. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not going to change. Yeah, This is who they are. And even with my dad- And also,
2: it's not for you to determine who your parents
0: should be. You no. know what I mean? Uh, absolutely. But, you know, you get, I get worried for my dad. My dad works and then goes home and that's all he does. But he doesn't have any real friends or anything like that. But I can't make him do anything. As Is much he, as,
1: Are your parents split up? Yeah, they're split up. Oh, shit.
0: And my mom's remarried though. And, uh, yeah, she's doing okay. Um, but my dad doesn't have any friends and- He's not, he's a real cool, like you would like my dad. He's really funny and he's charming and he's good looking still. But I'm just like, dad, you're going to live for 20 more years, man. I was like, what the fuck are you going to do with it? I kind of like that
1: now. (laughs) What do you like? (laughs) Like I've been going out, like a lot of my comedy gigs lately have like coincided with me just like getting out in the wilderness, you know? (laughs) And part of me is just like, oh, I could just dig being by myself. Like,
0: well, I mean, he's done it. He got remarried, but it was such a like she was young i think he was 45 and she was like 28 ooh but she uh, <laughs> but when her dad died she became the, a raging alcoholic like like oh, a, what's, like uh, what's that show intervention intervention alcoholic like <laughs> downing bottles of, and yeah, she died it's not a good when scene. she was 35 what? her liver went out
2: when they were married still
0: yes but it was it was bad like they were they were down to like living in motels <sighs> no. and my dad still had his job that's how much she was going crazy
1: that's how my grandma died. She drank herself to death. Shit's crazy.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, that's that's had to how long did it take you to figure out how old are you when you stopped drinking?
1: Man, it was weird. Uh I quit drinking the first time when I was like twenty two because like I'd been arrested six times and I was just like <laughs> Oh my. I was just like a mess. Like, but I thought it was a phase for the longest time. Cause like I was like the king party kid in high school and it didn't you know, like I got into trouble, but it was never like a disaster, you know, like I still got into college and like kept my shit together and had a really fun time, uh-huh. you know. And then um after co- college was a mess, man, I would just black out and I would just wake up like with just wreckage, you know, like either like physical, financial property or just in jail and shit. So I quit when I was 22 and I just smoked pot. And then like two years later after that, I like started drinking again socially. And it never really got that bad again. Like, I blacked out a couple times. I got into some, like, like I cheated on a girlfriend once. You know, like, there was things that were, like, not great. But nobody would, like, ever tell me, like, hey, you got to get your life together type of thing. It was just, like, near the end of it, I realized, well, one thing was I couldn't drink at all and do stand-up. If I, if ah. I have a drink, I am not good at stand-up. Like, I lose everything. Um and that was just kind of pathetic and then i also would have a drink and I, or like a couple drinks in this is in new york in like 20 2009 and i would like go up to camale and i'd be like how do you tell jokes like that man and he'd be like what are you talking about right you know like i just was kind of pathetic and so i just quit drinking and then so it I,
0: wasn't a big thing at that point it was just like This isn't beneficial to my life anymore? Yeah, it just
1: wasn't. It didn't feel good. It didn't feel fun. I went through Bridgetown and I had like a really bad series of shows at Bridgetown and it was just in front of everybody. And it wasn't even like I was drunk. It was just like I was depressed and the alcohol wasn't helping. So I quit drinking and then I earnestly tried to be like completely sober and I tried to get into the program and it like didn't really take. Mm -hmm. Like I just was like, this is boring. Like I don't really feel like these people. Like I just, the drinking is the problem. And then I started smoking weed again. And then for like the next, I guess that was like 2011, from like 2011 till 2014, I smoked just weed all the time. And it was great. Like I was having such a, I'm telling you right now that like, if things would have kept on going in the trajectory they were going in 2013, like where half hour writing jobs, big opportunities, I would never have gotten sober. I was having so much fun, but it was just like, as those things started to dwindle out and I was going through these like rough things, That's when it like really dawned on me that I just like all these tools and all these kind of like
2: masking agents, emotional
1: maturity things came very to the surface. And the fact that I couldn't deal with all these things and like all these relationship stuff. And the fact that the only thing that felt good to me was to like smoke an eighth of weed, you know, was just like, Oh, like this is a problem. Like, you know, I got to fucking deal with my shit um and weed's so, yeah.
0: tricky too especially here in california because nobody thinks it's a big deal right yeah
1: yeah I, I mean nobody ever told me that the only person that ever told me stop smoking weed was Dra carmichael <laughs> and he was like I, he was like how much do you smoke and i was like every day all day and he goes you shouldn't do that and i was like <laughs> oh yeah you have a tv show i live with my 24 year old comedian girlfriend <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's hilarious uh, did you always want to get married
1: I guess so. You know, I think that like a lot of my thing with marriage and just like success and stuff like that is like tied to the image of what successful people were growing up. So like I grew up in like a well-to-do neighborhood where everybody like had a mom and a dad and a nice mid-sized home. Mm -hmm. And it was just kind of like, you know, Volvo station wagons, soccer practices, ski vacations, you know, it was just like, that's what... Looks like good living to me. And so that's kind of still what my image of like, like making it is, you know, like that level, level of comfort. And so I think that I thought the accoutrements of it were like, you know, wife, kids specific. But
2: do you want to be married?
1: I think so. I like partnerships. Like yeah. I, I, I like knowing, like, I don't necessarily, I, I, I also have a very strong tendency to romanticize things. So Uh like in my head, it's like I'm going to marry like an artist and we're both going to be artists and I'm going to be telling jokes and you know, we'll both be, and sometimes we won't be together, but like we're like a team and stuff. And I don't, I don't know if that is realistic. I, but I, I like the idea of it. I'm also just like, I'm sober and does
2: that make dating hard?
1: Yeah, for sure. You can't mess up and like accidentally, (laughs) Like, you don't ever accidentally fuck somebody you're dating. <laughs> you know, like...
0: Yeah, but I'm being sober for the long stretches that I've taken off and of day the two. It's awful. You, it's very hard to have sex with someone you're not attracted to.
1: That's the hard... That's very hard.
0: Yeah, you,
2: you don't need to do that.
0: I don't
1: know. Sometimes you're like... Like, here's the thing, though. Like when you're drunk, you're just like attracted to the whole package, but sometimes you're attracted to somebody emotionally, but you're not attracted to them physically. Sometimes you're physically attracted to them, but you have no connection and alcohol really just fills in those blanks. But But, don't you
2: think for the long term it's like great if you're okay. If you're looking for a partner. Yes. Right. This
1: is all things that you should be very conscious of. Then you should get both, right? Well, yes, you should. And also, but yes, like, okay. I've been dating a girl recently and um like um she like isn't she's not like savvy she doesn't give a shit about podcasts she's not like you know and like I would say that so you can say this right now do you know <laughs> what I mean she's, she's not gonna listen She'll to this but and part of me is, like, when I'm in when a partner, I want them to be hip. I want them to be with it. I want them to know, like, the internet reference that, you know, and, like, sure. like have the cool shoe and the sweatshirt. And when we go to the party that everybody's like, oh, there's the couple, you know? If it were to get serious like that. But, um.
2: She's but not that something... part of the package? Or what? She, you couldn't see her?
1: No, no, I could. But what I'm saying is like is, like, in my head, I want that. But in reality, it's like. Maybe it's better for me not to have all those things. Like this isn't really the same conversation. But like, no, we'll get to this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's absolutely.
0: Like You're, sometimes I to sh- figure out what you want and what you need. What is
2: what is like a superficial thing that you think you want versus what you really want? Coolness.
0: Yeah. I mean, Savviness. This is all what this is what high fidelity is about.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You're talking about high fidelity.
1: Yeah, but like it's like. You know, like, I'm such a fucking anxious, overthinker, mm-hmm. worry about all this bullshit. And, like, the coolest people I know, like, lived on couches for three years. And they're just, like, all they cared about was, like, stand-up. And they, like, ate Top Ramen, you know. And then, like, I'm sitting there and I'm, like, I have to have kale three times a day. And, like, I need to, you know, listen to all these podcasts. And so what I'm saying is, like, sometimes I need a partner that's going to be my foil. And be, like, mm-hmm. hey, like, why don't you stop giving shit about all this stuff and, like, let's just, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Well, that's what, I, I mean, I'm... Um, to kind of tie them both together, the one thing we're drinking, I think, does help sometimes is I don't know if I would be with Julia if we weren't like fucking and getting drunk for the first two months. Because yeah. there was a lot of things yeah. about her that I, I weren't, weren't things that I were naturally inclined to be with. Um, and the drinking really helped It just helped us.
2: lubes up the whole like entry. Well, it
0: just helped her be in my life for two months where I wouldn't, there are things that I told her that, uh, you know, there, I do not, I did not like those things about you. And they were stupid things because I, but those two months of us just Can fucking, you give me a,
2: f- for example?
0: Um, no, I don't. I mean, I, okay. cause I just don't, I would hate to, you know, sure, I'm, you sure, know I'm an sure, open sure. book, but You're I just don't want to make my girl look bad in any yeah. way. Yeah. Um, but the but it took me just being around her and fucking and getting drunk for a couple months to like start to open up my heart to her as a person. So that is we're drinking is a cool thing sometimes. And it kind of goes along with what he's saying. Now, um, also with go along with what you're saying too is my natural what I'm naturally attracted to is, and you know' I have jokes about this, was just a pale ass white <laughs> woman, like plain, big, wide open face, Like assistant producer, the woman who runs around in the back with a microphone, yells Mm -hmm. at you, works in an office. I love that. She shops at Kohl's. She may manage a Kohl's. She has a work badge. It's this plain kind of, that gets me like right there. Really? That makes me hard. Like
1: Like, my, my thing, not the same exact thing, but like the same kind of like the basicness. Yeah. Oh man. Basicness. Mm.
2: In what way?
1: Just regular ass woman. Like,
2: what does that mean? Like,
1: like I go and I work out, like, after last night, after the show last night. I yeah. drove south to, like, Alhambra or whatever, like, directly south of Covina. And I, I love it out there because it's just, like, just women shop at malls. And they're, like, they don't give a shit about, they're not reading Reductress trying to fucking, they're not tweeting at me, like, men, just go away. Like, I just want, you know, like, and Eating pasta. And shit. <laughs> well, what did
0: you do in Alhambra?
1: I went to the gym and I was okay. fucking.
2: You're saying bleed. you don't want that
0: in no, a. No, I want the basic. Well, here's where, here's what I'm attractive. saying though, Is I'm Fuck. very attracted to that, mm-hmm. but I think Julia is. I she's think she not might, that. She's not that. I think it might be better for me, and it took that while to figure out because she's very hot, but it's not my type. It's not my thing. There's something in me that. I don't know. I think I, I, I'd have to really dig deep to figure out why I'm so attracted to that, but I'm not necessarily attracted to a super hot babe like Julia because it doesn't. Um, I, I think kind of like you. I'm a rescuer, and I like yeah. to like with these playing girls. Maybe I'm like I'm Hollywood baby. Like I'm the main. Like I come into their life, and I'm like I just shine. <laughs> oh my like God. this. Like <laughs> yeah. look at this thing. But with Julia, that's not that. And also, she's so hot. I think with those girls in the past. When I've gotten with them, what I do is I emotionally, I always provide for them and I take care of them and I'm very good to them. But I never actually,
1: I don't need them. Yeah, and you so don't emotionally. They
0: don't. They don't realize it because I'm so good and I yeah. communicate well and I'm treating them well and everything. But a couple, two, three, four years later, when I want to leave, yeah, it doesn't work I out. I can just leave. Yeah, and it's like yeah. nothing. I got nothing. But with Julia, it's not that way, and she's very hot. And there's some fucking dumb, gross part of me where I'm like- She could hurt me. She could leave me. She could for sure hurt me. She could for sure leave me. But also like, I don't think I can do better than this. And I don't mean that- Yes. I know that Shouldn't you gross. strive for know, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, but when I do it, it's a very business-like way. And it's, I feel kind of gross saying it, but it's also how my brain works too, where I'm like- She's pretty, she's pretty fucking hot. Like, what are, what am I gonna trade this in for? And I know this is all gross how it comes no, out. No,
2: no. I feel like you should look for that in your partner. You should feel like, I, this is great. This is like the but best yeah, that's I can the do. Thing,
1: <clears throat> the last two successful relationships, and I'll say successful meaning they lasted a while, was I dated really successful women who really knew what they wanted to do with their lives and it was like we were like little teams, you know, but like it, it was and I was and I was in my mind, like, I don't know if I can do much better than this. But it was like it it was it didn't work because it was like, I don't know, it was the uh Not that it's similar, because you and and, like, I I think it's different. I keep on, I think I keep on distracting or like going down a tangent. What I'm saying for me is like, I, you know, like I kind of need somebody who's like, maybe not going to be what I think I need, you know what I mean? Because I, I keep on dating people where I'm like, I think I need this like super successful career driven person. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, we end up like cannibalizing, like we're just like monsters because like First of all, both of us are like, I will fucking drop you at a second. (laughs) You know, like both of us think that way. And then also, I also end up because they are the type of women and this isn't to say women, but like I've dated a couple women where they're like very quick to be like, oh, are you going to like do some saving for me? Because I'll give you some saving chores if you want to do it. Like if you want to like do this, this and this and like take, you know what I mean? Like deal with me in these like I'll open up that avenue for that to be kind of your role in this relationship especially if I'm not as successful as them uh-huh. do you know what I mean so then eventually well, I'm sorry I don't understand what you mean when you saving, say saving. like re- rescuing oh okay Rescue. you know like okay, so okay. like I if I'm like
2: even the women that have their shit together
1: they have their shit together but they have their shit together in the way that they like can put on a pretty face for like the Emmys or whatever sure sure but then like the second they're back they're like I said the wrong thing and my dress look like shit and then it's like I you know my role is to be like you're so beautiful. You know what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. And I, yeah. that is not for me anymore. You know, uh-huh. like I thought that was at one point. I thought that was like a safe relationship. It's not for me.
2: I totally get that. I used to have this like vision in my head, or like I, I'm, I have, must be with another TV writer, or like you know th- that will be the only compatibility that will work out for me. And it's like actually, with my current boyfriend, he does something totally different, and it's like way better, and we can like.
0: I don't know. He's just a measly restaurateur. <laughs> no, but I'm serious. I thought, I,
2: I, thought course, I had a very course, specific Courtney, idea of who yeah. I should yeah. be with. Yeah. And who I actually am great with and who it's so easy to be with is this like person that's like three steps away from what I thought.
0: But that sounds like pretty healthy, Andy, that you're open to the idea of being with whomever, right? Yeah, more and more now. I mean, here,
1: <clears throat> I want... <clears throat> I want them to be able to, like, have their shit together. Mm-hmm. I want them to be ambitious. Um, I don't really care about money, and I don't really care about what you're pursuing. You know what I mean? But, like, yeah, like, I would date a doctor, and I would date a waitress, and I would date an actor, and I would date a... Like, I don't... Like, those things where you're like, oh, I have to date somebody in my field, so because like, right, they'll get right. it. It's like, not really. Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like, you might meet somebody who doesn't do anything... Like you, like you, you have no relationship there, mm-hmm. but that's work. You know, like, I don't mm-hmm. think like lawyers and like accountants are like, I only date a lawyer. you know? <laughs> 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 like, I think you just meet people.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. What do you, as a fellow divorcee, what, what do you, what have what did you learn out of it? Yes. What, what taken into your, if, you know, cause you still want to get married. I don't think I want to get
1: married again. I don't, by the way, I don't know if I want to do those things anymore. I'm not a spring chicken. I'm 35 and it's like fine because like you can like be a dude and have like kids until you're like 65 or something like that. Um, I don't want to be that dude, but uh, I don't know if I want those things because like, you know, I hang out with my niece a lot and she's like amazing and so fun and intelligent shit, but like it doesn't stop. Like my sister (laughs) quit her job to be a parent and it's like. That's fucking so, it's so hard. Like you turn around and the kid is gone. You you. The kid is always on and stuff. And that's like five years mm-hmm. per kid that you're like, that's, you're dealing with that shit.
0: But it's only five years. And I think that something that I'm starting to think about, because I'm getting a little baby fever now too. I'm yeah. old enough where I know if, if I got to have kids in the next couple of years or else I'm going to be fucking one of these real old guys and shit like that. And I don't want to be that old Yeah. and have a kid. But- stand-up has kind of taught me that it's okay. Like, five years goes by. So it's just five
1: years. It's scary how quick five years goes by. Uh, but, like, so you if you, think of,
0: if you think of uh, your kid, which you, they're as important as your career, is like, oh, in five years, I'm going to have these things. It's just going to go by. Just put your head down. Maybe, maybe someone will have to quit their job, but it's only five years, and then you benefit from having a loving relationship with a child for the rest of your life. Yeah. That's not bad. No, yeah, I mean I, If you want kids, but I, If I, you if he,
2: want that. but he
1: sounds like he wants kids. I think I do. I think I mean I think I want a little unit, you know what I mean? But I but I don't know because also it's like everything has been you know like I'm at a point right now with like if somebody was like, "Hey, you can be like the head of marketing for Jackson Hole Ski Resort and get the fuck out of here." Like I'm gone, dude. I'm <laughs> out of here. Oh my God. I'm so sick of this shit. I'm so sick of like trying my hardest and people being like uh, you know like just like <laughs> oh you put all your dreams out there and you fucking like labored and gave up any kind of illusion of a real life and we're just gonna like shrug at you fuck you like i'll fucking i'll watch this city burn <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> all these fucking idiots too like everybody who has like a decision making power in this city everybody is a fucking boring dork and they're just like business people who are like just like they were just like in hella extracurricular activities and they <laughs> brought their fucking annoying... I'm so mad at them right now. I have so many ideas and they're like, I just don't really see how it works. And then they're like, oh, like a, a, a dog that can bark little Yachty lyrics? Here's $10 million. Seriously. Anyways, um, <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't a good analogy. And also, I'd love to work for you. Uh, uh, you just described
0: Brandon Wardell. That's yeah, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to kill Brandon Wardell someday.
1: Like, I'm going to Selena manager Brandon Wardell someday.
0: And, and Brandon brings Andy along with all his projects. Does he? <laughs> no, he
1: does. Not all of them, but he has done me some solids for yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, he's definitely gotten me in some rooms and introduced me to some people but But it must be in i mean that's
0: why brandon would uh,
1: infuriates people he infuriates everybody because he like jacks off onto his laptop and people were like we gotta get this guy in (laughs) 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 we gotta give this guy opportunities oh my god amazing (laughs) it's it's so and he's good like that's the thing that's also funny he's good he's not like I don't know if his stand-up speaks to everybody, but like his mediums that he focuses, like especially social media and mm-hmm. kind of youth-oriented stuff, he's fucking got it. And also just like writing jokes on Twitter, he's, I, I don't really know anybody who's better at what he does for what he does. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. his very specific lane. Um, but um, divorce <laughs> lessons I've learned. Um Yes. <laughs> You better be all in like it's 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 adult shit unless you're like happy to have a couple divorces and just be like kind of blase about it and be like, oh, like, yeah, we were married and we got married. But like, you know, treat marriage is kind of like long relationships. Like if you want to have a family and you want to bring children into this world and then like also like ha- that you have that long term goal of like, you know, success being you die together or uh-huh. like, you know, you the longevity of that. And also, I mean, like, Sam Shepard and fucking Jessica Lang were together for like, from like ages 35 to 70, and then they split up. I mean, what I'm, the
2: fuck happened?
1: I don't know, but they, I wouldn't call that an unsuccessful relationship. No. Like, they obviously, no. I mean, I'm sure just life got in the way and it was fine. They probably, you know, also, it's like, they probably were still really close and like, they, you know, <laughs> they probably just didn't fuck for ten years, and they were like, "Yeah, we probably don't need to live together." Uh, but I, I don't know, and I wonder if they talk about that anywhere. Um, but you got to be like, it's serious, and like with Alice, who I'm really close with now. You guys are. Yeah, yeah, we're really good friends. Um,
0: let me let me ask this. I hate to cut in, but you your guys' marriage lasted nine months. Well,
2: there were like two years before that, right? We'll, no, we'll we, answer.
1: It's we got <laughs> married about 13 months into being together, which was like, Oh, I don't think I knew that. Th- and that was like a courthouse thing. Like we did it so that we could, I could be on SAG insurance basically. And, um, but then we were already engaged and it was just like already, it was like being married. You know, I wore a wedding ring just cause we bought it way ahead, you know, and it was just like easy and like, you know, I, and then when our wedding happened, um, when our wedding happened, it was like this, I I can't think of a better, there's nothing more I would want out of a wedding other than I would want to be more in love with the person I was getting married to. (laughs) I think both of us at that point were just kind of like moving towards this wedding, but I don't think our relationship was really growing, you know? And um, so we got, we got divorced like, well, we got separated in October and we got, we had been married in March. So it's seven months later, but
2: So all said and done, like just shy of two years.
1: Yeah. So just shy of two years. But the thing was, was like in those seven months, Alice got on like two or three TV shows and she'd always been the breadwinner in the sense Mm -hmm. that she'd like made a lot of money from commercials and shit. Mm -hmm. And like, she's really good at that stuff. And so she there was always that dynamic that was weird but then like she started to get on tv shows and she started getting more acting and then she started getting like montreal and touring and stuff like that and like she was on girl code so she could go do stand up more places um and then i was writing so i was like in a writers room for like an average 10 hours a day and we just we didn't really want to be married at that point like we just we were so excited by our relation by our careers that it was it was very easy to not really think about the marriage and i think that that's where that maturity and that kind of commitment thing comes in because like i think that if we both had had like a real long conversation and actually done the work to kind of prepare for those kind of like changes and things mm-hmm. like that that like i honestly think like i could probably still be married to her because like I'm not in love with Alice and I don't think that I necessarily like was ever like, you know, after that first honeymoon period, like super like enamored with it. But it's like, no matter who you're with, like, there's going to be things. I think sex is very important, but it's also like, is this a person that I'm reliable? That's reliable. Do we work together as a Uh team? Could I see like living with this person for a long time? Do we share the same interests? Like, you know what I mean? Like there's things like that. And like me and alice had like a fucking awesome home and we had an awesome life and it just like what got in the way is i don't think we were that hot for each other and i also don't think that um our careers really catered to each other's fragile egos and also we both have gotten sober since you know what i mean so i think like with all those changes like there probably could have been like if we would have been prepared for that i don't i don't know who couldn't make that work because if you have like You know, like if you have a checklist of 10 things and you can fill out six of them, you're probably going to be okay. Mm -hmm. You know, there's lots of relationships. I don't know anybody who has like a wife and kids who has a hot sex life. I I don't know anybody. (laughs) My
2: my parents are like still. Getting it in? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, a you lot. Know, my
1: parents are too. My my dad and my stepmom. Uh-huh. They like they brag about fucking, and I'm just like <laughs> barfing.
0: Just. <laughs> Maybe when you say that, it, then it's because uh, when they're in the thick of it. Because both your folks don't have the kids to worry about or around. Yeah, anywhere. yeah, and, they and they're they're able to have fun and just. But fucking even
2: shit. when even when we were growing up, like there were times where like their bedroom door was like shut, and we knew what was up. Yeah. Like we didn't disturb them, and. They just kept it like flirty always. Like my dad would like slap my mom on her ass when she was like awesome. watching dishes, and yeah, like I want that. I want to that
1: that. Point. I get to that point where like um, I think what would be really fun is like no birth control and just like you make enough income where you're not even sweating her getting pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, that is the dream. Right you're there. Just I absolutely loads agree with him Constantly, Ju- uh, Julia 14 says she's children. like,
0: yeah, Julia's like, I we're gonna have to have a kid in the next couple of years. And I'm, I told her, I was like, you're just going to, I just need a couple more things. Give me a couple more TV things. And then I was like, just take that how you do it. And then you just, this is the 21st century. This is 2017. It's not going to be a marriage I just thing. don't
2: want to be pregnant. So yeah. like I don't respect that. Yeah. I respect yeah. the decision. But I think
1: Julia, like she'll be like fine having kids. Oh, oh she yeah. Wants. She's yeah. like a sturdy woman. Yeah. Like I could see Julia like walking out of like a farmhouse, like, you know, screen door <laughs> opening and going, what yeah. the fuck is that? Yeah.
0: She's sturdy. She wants them. Yeah. She's baby crazy. And she, yeah, yeah. She's got
1: like the right disposition for it. I mean, I don't have any kind of type of woman, but there's like, and also like, you know, like I, I mean, I, sorry, everybody that I'm about to say this. I do like, like tits on a stick, but, um, (laughs) but I also like, like a woman who looks like she played like college soccer and she could just like, you know, like hang in a rugby game. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I don't have a type at all though.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. is that bad did I say no no, no no I think that's tits on a stick. I think is just a description of like a thing I go for a
2: tits on a stick so like it's fine yeah.
1: <laughs> okay good nobody has a problem with that <clears throat> yeah we're nobody's not happy with tits on a stick
0: you're, you're looking at so, your phone
2: so yeah no, no no I want to know about so you guys opened up your marriage before mm-hmm. you got divorced yeah and that was like not what was your experience
1: I mean, I don't, neither of us are um, non-monogamous people. I think, uh, I, I can't speak for Alice. I don't really know what her dating life is now, but from what I understand, she's been in monogamous relationships since our marriage. Um, I don't really dig non-monogamy. It, for mm-hmm. me, I, I I don't really, like, I mean, I definitely, like, whenever I'm in a relationship, I'm also, like, jerking off to other women <laughs> and shit like that, like, <laughs> I mean, I am. But like, Isn't
2: that being human? Of course. Yeah.
1: Um, but there's something, I don't know. I, I feel like it's kind of like a, it's, I think open relationships, like, for me, the unit aspect of a relationship, like, it seems like a, it, it just a new selfish kind of like thing that we've like, okayed where we're like, well, everybody should be able to like, fuck whoever they wants to. And like, and like, you know, we're sexual beings. and It's also like. Grow the fuck up and just do your like. I don't. For me, you know, like I'm just uh-huh. like, or this. cheat on each other and don't make a big deal out of it. <laughs> do some madman <laughs> shit and like have the balls. To I don't not like tell the madman
2: shit either, but I don't yeah.
1: think infidelity is. But this whole like we're open, like I I don't like it. And for me, I didn't like it because a it just didn't feel right. Like, I just was, like, everybody that I tried to hit on while I was married was, like...
0: It's the worst feeling in the world to they, be a man and, and, and an open People
1: thing. think you're such a sleazeball. They think you, like... Like, it's like, you might as well have a Hawaiian shirt tattooed on your body.
2: Um, (laughs) Oh my God, yes. No, I
0: mean, just, I mean, by the end of mine, I, um, I wasn't even trying to do anything because you just the explaining
1: it, you feel like such a fucking loser. (laughs) And nobody believes you either. They think you're lying.
2: When I was like dating before I met my boyfriend, I would never go for that
1: yeah nobody wants to, nobody's like yeah. oh you, so you're emotionally attached to another person but you want to have like no strings attached sex and you're also not like i am not like rocking like a, like, like a, i'm not like taking my shirt off and people are like holy shit i gotta fuck this guy i gotta get a dick in my mouth no so it's like you get like a pretty basic like you get like a on the plus side of a comedy writer with uh, he already has a wife so you're not going to be his main event like why would you do that
0: I, my thing with uh, all that open stuff is it's um everything you say I, I kind of agree with i just think it's um if you don't have a lot of stuff going on you could do it but it just takes a lot of time and a lot of energy energy that if you are are uh, if you care about a career, that should be going to your career. Yeah, yeah. Because that's why you, should, why people, I think, get in. It's good to be in a steady thing, is so you don't have to worry about that part. You could be good and healthy and have a thing, but then also start to focus your energy. It sucks being in love. I don't know who these fucking people are that love falling in love that first year, feeling like you're on drugs. That's not a good
1: feeling. Yeah, I've been, I've been like doing a lot of like research on that this year, and it's like that up until like. 500 years ago it was like a mental illness it was like everybody was like you're fucked you're fucking us like like marriage was not supposed to be like all magic and like like every like a big thing is like everybody think thinks of romeo and juliet and they're like oh what a romantic story they, they are died. teenagers that kill themselves <laughs> yeah, they and that is like our basis for like romance you know like it's our like our litmus test i think you're right too but i what i mean by the selfish thing is i just think like Everybody thinks they deserve all this sex now. It's like, like, like you're supposed to be like some kind of sexual being. And it's like the world's on fire. Stop trying to come so much, you know, like.
2: But it also takes, I mean, to each their own. But like, for me, it's like, yes, that energy should go to your career, but, or like your current partner, won't your current thing fall apart if I just haven't talked to anyone who I'm like convinced that they have something they're as happy with that my parents, as my parents do, in an open thing. I've never do you met know what anybody I mean?
1: that I trusted about their open thing. They yeah. always seem like people that, like, are going to get, like, they always seem like the B story in a Martin Scorsese film where they're going to, like. <laughs> they're going to get involved in some kind of murder and have to go on the run because of their like weird open, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's like, a, But you know, we have, a, we
0: have listeners that do this, that are, and I, I don't know. Everyone's I'd have wife. to think about what you're saying. I need to think if I, I'm I trust in hyperbolic. Of course you are. Yeah. I'd have to think about that too.
1: But, uh, but like, I, I don't know. Like I, I, I can't think of somebody I know in an open relationship that has what I want.
0: What no, I exactly. And
1: that's not to say what you have is wrong. It's just not what I want. Yeah. And I
0: do think there is something to be said about, um, I do think that with our generation, you know, people, us in this room talking that we do understand how, that it is human to cheat. That's why I even agree with you. Like, I don't care. If I never, if Julia does something without me knowing, I don't give a shit. And even if I were to find out, I wouldn't be like, how could you? Unless it was one of my good friends. Sure. I do understand how these things work. That yeah. we are animals and that I don't want her to go the rest of her life. And we're still pretty, you know, only a few years in. But I don't want her to go the rest of her. In 10 years, if she's on some trip, if she wants a jolt of life from as an animal, I got nothing against that. Yeah. Especially I, if I never find out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's You're,
2: I, you're on board with that? I'm not crazy yeah. about I mean, infidelity.
1: I'm not crazy about it. This is just it, human reality. I think like, you know, also, I mean, like when I found out, so me and Alice, um, we were not very happy. I should stop saying her name so much, but in my, with my ex-wife, we were not very happy. And, um, we just kind of decided after like a big fight and kind of like not being very close that we were going to have an open thing. We didn't really talk about it. And when I found out, cause it wasn't going well for me. Like I was trying to sleep with a <laughs> bunch of chicks and they were all like, what are you talking about? Like, I know your wife loser. Um, cause I'm also not drinking. Uh, but, um, but, but when I found out she was sleeping with somebody and it, it was not jealousy. That's not what got me. It wasn't like, oh my God, I can't believe you slept with somebody else. It was like, oh, like our marriage is in trouble. Like, yeah. cause like you want to keep doing this. And like, if that goes that way, then, you know, like I, like that the marriage is threatened versus like, I don't care. You had sex with somebody. Like, it's so weird how we like, I, I do think like. Infidelity's bad and I also think it's kind of stupid to try to pursue an open relationship but sex itself it's like people run around this world like you know it's like we have these like when you're single you have sex with somebody and you're like ah oh, whatever you know like the shit got crazy last night or like <laughs> I was weird like you know we had sex twice and neither of us whatever like right. you have your stories where like sex is literally forgettable and like right it's it and, and then for some reason you start doing it with somebody a lot and then if you did it with somebody else again, it's like this weird, like all of a sudden it becomes so important. And it's like this weird thing where it's like, sometimes you do it and it's like the most magical moment and you connected, it in your souls combined. Mm-hmm. And then other times you do it and you, you threw away our lives. You, you threw our whole relationship under the bus. It's like, it's all kind of just the same thing. I mean, your body doesn't know the difference. <laughs> your body's just like, Hey, we're making more of us, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh God. That made me very sad. You
0: don't have to worry. You're still a year into your thing. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to worry about this stuff for three, four years.
1: But I, I mean, I also you're talking from to a highly damaged man.
2: Well, yeah, I just think the what isn't great about infidelity are that my notions of like, oh, the unit is in trouble, tied to that. Do you I know what I mean? I,
1: that's what I'm saying though. Is like I don't think the unit has to be in trouble. Like I think like it's pretty natural for people to make mistakes, and I actually think that like. So the, the statistic that I heard is that 50% of marriages fail, right? Right. And out of 85% of those 50% that last, there's infidelity, whether it be emotional, sexual, whatever. So that means that like whatever 15% of 50% is, so like 7.5% So like hardly anybody's
2: getting away scot-free.
1: Yeah, and I mean that's like uh, 60 years.
2: Sure. But, but it's
0: I'll, like, I, I could sure see where you cheat on someone and then you're like, oh my God, I really love my partner mm-hmm. and that cheating Oh, I hear on the person, about that a lot. Yeah, it yeah. makes you be like, oh my God, I'm so grateful for what I have. I'm glad that – you don't like to say it, but I'm glad that happened yeah. so that I can value the thing that I have.
2: We're also in a generation too, and especially being in LA, where like most of us have been in like a bunch of relationships by the time you meet the person that you s- settle down with and like – You've probably gone through like iterations of like dating, at least tried to date multiple people, and so you've just like had all these other experiences that you know like twenty years ago people probably weren't necessarily having
0: in there. Yeah, your dad's probably only maybe he's been with just one oh, other. Oh, I don't want to know. And your uh, bo- your dad's body, I mean, so lit. <laughs> after as he a was, uh,
2: Steve met my dad when he was in town, but after he they left, Wade was like. Yeah, your dad just wants to be in your mom or at church. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) So gross. That's so cool. Thank you for coming to talk to us today. Do you have any more questions, Steve?
0: I don't have any questions. Uh, Where can we find you on the internet? It's just
1: I'm Andy Haynes. One word.
2: And you have a podcast, right, with your roommate? I do.
1: I have a podcast um, called Finding Dandy with Dan and Andy. And it's not on a network, but it's on iTunes. And um,
2: What do you guys talk about?
1: We kind of talk about... (laughs) Two, being two straight white guys and what like what our privilege is and so we like have a lot of people like you know black people, queer Ooh. people, trans people, feminists uh, people from all sorts of backgrounds we kind of just talk about what white guys are doing wrong um, but you know sometimes <laughs> we variate from that we just talk about health or environmentalism it's kind of just trying is to be super better super
2: woke podcast It's
1: not that woke though I mean you just heard me say tits on a stick like <laughs> <Yes>.
2: <laughs> All right guys bye
1: bye.